Blog Talk Radio.
Good afternoon. Good afternoon, listeners. You are listening to Global Gospel, and I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are declaring at the introduction today that I want to be more like him. Who do I want to be like? I want to be more like Jesus, certainly in a world that is filled with hate, anger, and violence. Certainly, we want to be more loving, more caring, and more peaceful. Uh, Certainly, uh, we want to be more like Jesus. We are glad to be here another day that God has kept us. We thank God for his loving kindness and his tender mercy, and we give God all glory, honor, and praise for he's worthy to be praised. We want you to know that we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear today, but we pray that it is a blessing to you, you, and to you. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel, and they can be a part of this live session. Our number in studio at the appointed time, you can call in 619-924-0800, 619-924-0800. In addition to being on Blog Talk Radio, we are syndicated as well on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can reach us on any of those social media connections. We also want you to know that you can connect with us on Facebook. You connect, can connect with us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Tumblr. All you have to do is look for Global Gospel. And if you go to our Facebook page or our Twitter page or our Tumblr page, you can go directly, click on the link and go right directly to each episode. On Instagram, you can connect with us, but there are no direct links to our episodes. So we thank God for those avenues as well. If you'd like to contact us, you can contact Global Gospel at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. Our email address, globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Those are the ways that you can connect with Global Gospel. Shout out today to our sponsors, Abyssinia, the Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, Lois Glenn Carter. MPT Enterprise, Marlon Townsend, Grandma Edda's Quilting, Margie Townsend, Third Lounge, Ryan Wilson, and Melanated Beards as well, to Melinus Factory, to Nevaeh's Cake Creations, Happy Healthy Functioning, Honor Die Sweets. We thank God for all of you. Shout out to the Townsend family, the Stevenson family, the Norman family, the Bowers family, the Hartley family. The Latham family, the Bradley family, the Plumber family, the Wiggins family, the Brown family, the Brinsons, the Odoms, the Carters, the Allens, the Jordans, the Davises, the Thompsons, and the Hernandez. Thank God for you, you, and you. If you leave a comment, certainly I will call your name as well. Thank God for those that are listening in the north, the south, the east, the west, uh, those that are listening around the world in the United States. South America, North America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia. We thank God for you, you, and for you. Continue to tune in 
and be a blessing to us, as well as we pray that we are a blessing to you. For those of you that have tuned into Global Gospel for the first time, if this is your very first time, we want you to know what our theme scripture here at Global Gospel is. Our theme scripture here at Global Gospel comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3, and it reads like this, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ God should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Today we offer you and we present to you the gospel of Jesus Christ because we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew, also to the Greek, to the rich, to the poor, to the black, to the white, to those that are down and out, those that are oppressed, those that are suicidal, uh, those that are homeless, those that are in financial need. The gospel is comprehensive. It meets every need in every area of your life. And certainly we want you to know that Christ came, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Certainly he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins, your sins, and the sins of the world. And because he did that, we have a right to the tree of life and we present that message to you on today that there is nothing too hard for God to do so we encourage you on today to keep believing keep trusting and keep living knowing that God has something great in store for you today we do have a special guest that will be sharing with us in a few minutes and certainly we do have a very special topic that will be a blessing to you, you, and to you. And so we, as we go to break, we want you to stay tuned and remember to just remind someone that we are on live as we go to this selection. Stay tuned and be blessed. Mama said we in the church, you better leave this ain't no hotel Whacking your halo like a snapback cause you hang with ghetto angels She told me they won't catch you in your fall, you know this thing won't end well Tell somebody shot the shirt, if it's you I ain't gon' pay bill She says, good morning, wake up wake, good morning, wake up wake Good morning, wake up, wake, wake up, wake, wake up and get yourself to church, Cause I'm never moving forward 
chair was ten percent. They had your back when you was down. Don't forget, hello away, holy ghost, bullet ricochet. Took some time to pray. When I'm in the streets today, make the devil stay away. Ain't got a faith, but you're blocking all your blessings when you're lying about your age. I can feel the spirit moving when I'm lighting up the stage. You listening when you pray, it just depends on your taste. She said, Tell me where you're running when that kitty ain't in form. As it was, I don't care who you pray to. I said, pray you believe and you see what you see. Cause underneath that kingdom come and make them free. Amen. From the congregation, I need to stay Natasha Webb, also known as Reverend Natasha Webb of the Amity Baptist Church here in South Jamaica, Queens, New York. I am a Queens girl, born and raised. (laughs) All right. And we have a Queens girl on the line, Reverend Natasha Webb, South Jamaica. All right. She's representing. All right. We thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to share with us on today. Uh, so let's start out with this uh, with this selection that you chose for your introduction. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know what? That's, that's that get me up song. We all need that get me up song where no matter what type of mood you're in, when you don't want to really do something, you can just turn to something that will just uplift you. Well, this particular song does that. He talks about all types of situations that are going on in the world. But then he always says, the catch says, get yourself to church. No matter what you're going through, get yourself to church because it's the church where you will be uplifted and strengthened. So it's just one of my go-to songs that, again, no matter what mood I'm in, it gets me up and it makes me want to go to church. Even if it's on a Monday, it makes me want to go to church. Even if the church isn't open, it makes me want to go to church. (laughs) All right. So that is a pick. Pick Me Up from Sam Henshaw Church, uh, and certainly that is a uh, great message. If you listen to the lyrics, there's uh, definitely a message in there. And so many times we get caught up in the music, but um, music with words is uh, awesome. And like I said, that, that vibe, that's a great vibe. 
So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Reverend. Um, well, I am, like I said, I'm born and raised in Queens, New York, close-knit family, close to church. I grew up basically in the church. Um, you know how we all do. We step away for a while, but then when we get old enough, when we grow up and we, we were trained as that child, we will come back to the church. And that's my story. Came back to the church with a passion, a vigor to work in ministry and to work with people. And that's what I have been doing just about all of my life. Um, I am currently in school. I have been in school basically all my life as well. Um, I am at seminary right now working on my doctorate um, in the mental wellness field. And I am just a learner of the word. I just love God's word. I study all the time, um, do workshops, um, share with people, prayer meetings. Um, just that, that roundaway girl from Queens who just loves the word of God. Awesome. Well, we thank you uh, for allowing God to use you in the capacity that he does use you. And so there are some things uh, that are dear to your heart. And I believe that we'll be talking about that today. And so one of the, what is one of the things that is uh, dear to your heart that you will be sharing with us specifically today? Well, one of the main things is mental wellness, you know, and I'm talking pre-COVID time, pre-pandemic, pre the time when people talked about mental illnesses and having mental wellness ministry on the forefront in our churches. It has always been a passion of mine. Um, it's something that I studied in school. It's something that um, I sort of fell into, and we know that, you know, there are no mistakes when it comes to God. So I, I like to say God has got jokes because in the midst of going to school, working on pastoral care and counseling, I sort of embarked in a whole other area of um, clinical pastoral education, and that is that formal training for chaplains that you go through for, you know, more than a year, and you get placed into a facility to work in as part of your training. Well, God placed me in my first assignment was a mental hospital, of all places, a mental hospital. And that's when I knew, I said, okay, God, I got the message. I got the message because I've always had that passion to work with people who were seen as, you know, the other, who was hidden in the corner somewhere. And that assignment changed my life. So my passion right now is just making people aware of mental wellness, just mental wellness. And that goes for everybody. You don't have to have a mental illness to have mental wellness. And if you have mental wellness, it will help you in dealing with a mental illness if it comes along. Wow. So you're, you're placed on this assignment um, in this facility. And now let me ask you this question. Did semin- uh, seminary come before or after your call to ministry? Because a lot um, of people go to seminary. Go to mid- Right, they go to they go to seminary first. Well, let me just give you a piece of my story. I was a Sunday school teacher who was made superintendent of Sunday school in the church that I grew up in. 
Okay. The church I grew up in was Mount Horror Baptist Church. So I grew up in the church where a lot of the people who raised me were still in the church. So here I am in a position, and you know how it is. You can get the title. You can get the position. But you have to be able to fill those shoes. So I decided to go to school so that I can bring something back to my church in order to fulfill that title of superintendent, of being a teacher. That was my sole purpose for going to seminary, to learn more outside of what you're taught in your Sunday school class every Sunday morning and Bible study on Wednesdays. Um, And in doing so, the passion grew. The passion for studying grew. And I started paying closer attention to what it was that God wanted me to do. So while a lot of people say that cemetery, seminary is called the cemetery because mm-hmm. it will kill what you knew before, well, mm-hmm. seminary really raised me from what could have been a death. And my ministry started from there where I just wanted to do more in certain fields and every door that opened for me in seminary is what led me to where I am with this passion today. And that's why I say God has jokes because, as you know, God God knows the plans before you even know the plan. He, he has our that's plan true. laid out. But when I fell into it, it was like a light just came on, and I was like, I got it. I, I got what you're saying, and everything just worked so smoothly from there. So my ministry began. Um, when I began in the certificate program, and then I went from the certificate program to the MDiv program, and my calling came in that MDiv program, not because I wasn't already doing the work, but because I started paying attention to what God was saying in that time. Okay, I hear you. So so you're paying attention to God, you're studying the word, and now here you are with these people that are having mental health challenges and well so what was that like had you ever worked in that population before never ever in my life and just like with any job you know when you get thrown into the pool you either sink or you swim (laughs) right this was a brand new experience but the experience came along after I began training as a clinical pastoral Um, chaplain. So this clinical training prepared me to work in hospitals, to work in the jail system, to work in those areas where a chaplain is needed on a regular basis, not just to to pop in and pop out, but to be there to listen, to walk with people, um, to hear people, to be present with people. Um, So that's how it all started. And before I knew it, I was doing workshops. You know, the mental hospital was 50% of the hospital were youth. We had children. We had adults. We had veterans on one floor and then a general population. So most of them were children, and that's another area that grabs at my heart, just making sure our children are okay. So it was in building workshops. Um, I had to create, and I was their first chaplain in the hospital. I was new to them too. So wow. in working in with the children doing um, workshops. All my workshops were based on Bible study lessons. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Bible in any situation. So if you're allowed to do so, you can bring the word of God into any situation, and you don't even have to wear a cross 
You don't have to throw a Bible in front of people's faces. You can take the scripture and you can allow that to work in every situation. And that's what I did. We had workshops that turned into Bible study. And that was my purpose there. And the more I spent, I spent a few years there before the hospital closed down in working with patients who were diagnosed. But then on Sunday morning, I would go to church. Mm-hmm. And people had problems. People had issues that they were afraid to talk about. They didn't want people to know. But you know that there's something wrong just from behavior. So here we are. You know, you're working in the hospital where people are diagnosed and you're helping them, but then you go to church and no one's diagnosed, but you know people need help. So what do you do? There has to be some type of wellness ministry within the Bibia Hospital to send sick souls. Amen? Amen. (laughs) There should be a mental wellness ministry in every church, every church that carries on the theme of being made well, being made whole. So that's where it all, it just, I'm telling you, God has jokes. He, and it just all fell into place. And that's where I ended up where I am now in wanting to try to bring something to the church that's going to help us with mental, um, our mental wellness. And while I am not trained um, in counseling, I am not a social worker, I'm not a psychologist, but we all have a gift in, in us, and we can all help one another in whatever the issues are that we're having. And that issue for me is helping those to become more mental aware of what's going on inside of them. Because you know the, the, the whole counseling and um, therapy, that has been taboo, especially in the black church, for so many decades, for so many decades. And it really wasn't until this pandemic happened that, you know, it was like, well, maybe we need to start focusing on the mental health of people because the pandemic did some damage, especially on the church when we lost so many members, so many leaders, so many friends. So even before the pandemic, there was a need to bring a mental wellness ministry into our churches. You know, we come to praise God. We come and we have prayer meetings. We come and we have all these functions. But where is there a ministry for just saying, okay, are you okay? What's going on inside of you? Because we can praise the Lord all day long and then walk out those doors and go back to being depressed. So that's what so many of us have been doing. We go back into that shell in the home with the problems not being dealt with. So why not deal with that with everything else that we deal with in the church? Why not have a mental wellness ministry? And so that's my passion. It's, it's slowly taking up, you know, slowly doing workshops here and there because, again, it's a touchy area. It's a very touchy area where you have to make sure you have trained professionals, you know, on standby to help in any type of situation. And it's an area that we as a church have to move towards because church isn't about just, you know, having a happy, good time, about praising the Lord and then, you know, going on about our business. 
Yes, we come to worship, but we enter to serve. How are we going to serve if we aren't made whole? How can we serve anybody if we're not whole ourselves? So, so in true. a long breath, that's how this all can, that's where this passion comes from. Wow, that, that's an awesome testimony. And so you mentioned uh, about the African-American community and also uh, in the church or amongst Christians how mental health or mental wellness has for so many years been taboo. And how do we begin, within your workshops, how do you begin to break down some of those stigmas to say, listen, it's okay if you have issues you can talk to someone about your issues. You can get help for your issues because a lot of times we've been told to just pray about it and it'll go away. Mm-hmm. And this is not to ne- this is not to negate the power of prayer because men should right. always pray. And this is not to negate the power of God or the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have to be practical as well as spiritual. Exactly. And so how do exactly. we begin to deal with those things? But we, first of all, we have to remember what the word says, faith without works. To be practical, we have to be diligent in pursuit of even the healing process. Um, we're, we hear promises from our scriptures that talks about, I will restore your health. I will heal your wounds. Now, this is what the Lord said through Jeremiah in Jeremiah 30. Um, there are so many scriptures that talk about being made well, when Jesus was talking about talking to the, the um, to the young lady in Luke eight, in Luke thirteen, he talks to the man, tells him to get up and go your way. Your faith has made you well. There are so many scriptures that remind us of the promise of being made well. But if you take a look at all of those scriptures, and there are so many in the Bible, it was a cause and effect. You had to do something to get there. Now, just think about this. If you go to Matthew, I believe it's 9, it's, just look at the chapter um, 9 of Matthew in general. You'll see a lot of healing taking place. Okay. But in verse 27, we have a man there who was blind. And if the blind men had not made up their minds to pursue Jesus, despite the ridicule that they were getting, they might not have received their sight. And in the same sense, members who are in need of mental healing, you have to have that push. You know, you have to do something too. We have to do something in order to push us to that help. Yes, prayer works. I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you prayer works each and every time, but you also have to do something too. You got to take your medication too. You got to go and get a diagnosis as well. You know, if you want relief, you have to be the, that catalyst to get that relief for you. And we're in a society, we're in a culture where it's taboo to talk about certain things, even in this faith. There are just certain things you're not going to talk about outside your home. You're not going to talk about things that might make you look weak. And that comes from our culture. Mm-hmm. But at some point, we have to say, you know what, enough is enough. I need to be made whole. And in order to be made whole, you have to be able to do something about it. Again, I, 
I mentioned Matthew chapter 9, and that's like my go-to for those healing scriptures because um, if we look at that whole chapter, we see how Jesus, he preached and he instructed, and he did all these things, and then he began to heal. And then after he began to heal in Matthew 8 and Matthew 9 and Matthew 10, it goes on and on. After that, he gave power and charge to the disciples to go out and do the same. He gave them the power. We are the disciples of Christ. This is global gospel, correct? Correct. He gave us. He gave us that power. If we are children of the most high God, He has already given us the power. He's given us the charge in his word to go forth. And in order to get help, we have to get up and do something. We can't hold on to those old stigmas. We can't hold on to that that, um, thought that, you know, what um, happens in the house has to stay in the house. That's where so much of the trauma comes from. So we have to step away and begin to trust God at what he already promised that he was going to do for us. He Mm -hmm. said that he would heal us. These are the words that he told us. He says that the God of peace will sanctify you. He will make you whole. So we have to trust in those promises, but we have to do something about it. And with this pandemic that just happened, There's no time for sitting down. People are hurting. And we see as we watch the news, people are becoming violent because of whatever has been going on within them that nobody has addressed, that Mm -hmm. everyone ignored, everyone kept it in the house. No one talked about it. It's time to start talking about it. It's time to talk about our mental wellness. And I'll be the first one to say, I want to be made whole. You played the song, I want to be more like him. Well, I want to be more like Christ. And Christ came on the scene, gung-ho, preaching and teaching and healing and then giving authority to his disciples to do the same. So if we are his disciples, we need to be able to go out and do the same. I agree. You you said so much there. Um, One of the things I like, you you mentioned culture, and culture is (laughs) – it, it has good things and it has bad things, and sometimes culture can <laughs> can be a uh, literally, literally, and and naturally yeah. and spiritually, uh, culture can kill you, uh, and certainly we have to realize when culture is needed and when it's not needed, and when it's time for change. Have you um, met any resistance? Um, because we know that, of course, there's always people that want to push forward. Then there's other people that want to just sweep things under the rug. Now, have you have you found that some people, because certain <laughs> subjects are taboo, uh, have you found that to be true? Absolutely. And unfortunately, the reason why people are sweeping things or staying quiet, let's just say they're staying quiet, okay. um, staying in their corner, is because of church hurt. They don't want to talk about things in the church because there has been a history of church hurt where you say something and all of a sudden it's all over the place and you're labeled, you know, with there's a stigma attached to your name. 
So, and that's where the majority of the resistance is coming from in this day and age. Now, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would say it was pride. Hmm. It was a thing of pride where we don't need to talk about that. We learn everything we need to learn from the scripture. And we're going to follow what the scripture says. Well, if you're following what the scripture says, the scripture will tell you to go, to go out there. Not only go out there, but we're supposed to love one another. That's the first commandment. We have to love one another. In order to love one another, we have to be open. So how can we be open if we're holding on to so much stuff? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we have forgotten how to love one another. I mean, truly love one another with action, you know, not just with words. So back in the day, that stigma, yeah, was there. It was a taboo subject, um, and everyone stayed to themselves. And because of it, people became mean and ornery. (laughs) (laughs) Now, (laughs) post-pandemic, post-pandemic, there's a need that is so great that people are crying out for help but now they're afraid to talk because they don't want people to know their business. So it's about providing a safe place. And that's what ministry is about, providing that safe place for this particular type of a ministry. And that's what we have to start working on now within the church. We need that ministry, but it needs to be a safe haven. And I know of churches that have done this and they have been successful at it so much so that they've created a whole side section of their building for just mental wellness, where people don't even have to come in that front door, the front church door. They can come in the side doors in the middle of the week. So there's a way to make it work if you step forward to do so. Wow. And I I believe this is very important, what you are doing, because so many people out there have been, as you said, with even within, and we don't want to portray the church as a bad place because I think Hollywood absolutely has, not. Ho- Hollywood has done a pretty good job at, <laughs> at, at making the church look bad. I, I'll just leave it. I'll leave it like that. I won't um, right, spe- right specify any particular productions, but Hollywood has done well at making the church look bad and many times we are Christians other people that claim to be Christians have done that as well they've made the church look bad as well because maybe they had some issues or indiscretions or some of those things that you didn't that that you said that we don't deal about we remain silent Mm -hmm. um, such as abuse and sometimes we know that the the abused person becomes the abuser whether it's the physical abuser, abuse, exactly. mental abuse, mm-hmm. sexual abuse, whatever the abuse is, and it just passes on and on and on. And it becomes a vicious cycle. But we do know that today we can get help. There is help. There's somebody there. And we know that people like Reverend Natasha Webb is there. Listen, she'll bring a workshop to your church or if you need a, a one-on-one session, if it's something that she can't handle, she can direct you in another place. But mental health is real. And as you said, trauma is real. People are dealing it's with real. 
the pandemic, employment issues, inflation issues, housing issues, uh, you name it. Even within the church, I mean, people people are afraid to go to church. Some churches haven't opened. Some right. people said they're never going back to church again. <laughs> I mean, right. things right. are happening that have never happened before. And so with that being said, you may have a question, comment, or concern, but uh, we are going to give you an opportunity to uh, call in and share with us and perhaps give us a shout out. So we're going to go to a brief break and we're going to come back and we want you to know that our number in studio is 619-924-0800, 619-924-0800. We want to hear from you on this Saturday afternoon if you need further direction or if you would like to know how to bring this type of ministry to your organization. Stay tuned. Lord, we need to hear your voice. Our hearts are open. We have no choice. Oh, Lord, we need a touch from you We really need A touch from you Send your last Saturday afternoon, our special guest in studio live with us, Reverend Natasha Webb, and we are talking about being made whole. I believe I have a caller. Caller, are you there? Hello. Yes, I'm here. Yes. Can Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Can I ask a question of Reverend Natasha Webb? So tell us who, uh, where you're calling from. Sure. Hi, I'm calling from Snellville, Georgia. Okay. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I was sitting here uh, typing you a- an email about how much I've learned more uh, about your background and how you've uh, integrated mental wellness with your ministry. But I wanted to... Uh, Thank you for this presentation, but I ask you a question as well, and if you don't mind, I'll call you Tasha. Oh, that's okay. This is my uncle, everyone. Go ahead. Good afternoon, <laughs> uncle. Yes, indeed. Thank you. I'm very proud of my niece, uh, Reverend Natasha Webb, and I learned more about her journey, even though I've watched her grow up uh, 
listening to her describe it was uh, informative. But I do have a question, because um, you mentioned how you grew up in the church, but, you know, you kind of go away and you come back. That's also my story as well, and I'm sure the story of many listeners. But talk a little bit about um, how young folks that may not have grown up in the church and get to a point uh, in life where things around them uh, have forced them into situations because of some uh, untreated mental conditions. And, you know, a lot of us don't even realize how much we need uh, mental care as much as we need uh, physical health care. So can you talk a little bit about those who, you know, come out of high school, uh, get into the world, and a lot of mental things start to affect their path in life, and how we can work with them to bring them not only back to mental health, but but into a spiritual life? Well, the first thing I have, that's a very good question. Thank you for this. Um, the first thing I have to say is that um, we as a people, especially nurturing people, loving people within the church, outside the church, we have to, first of all, get away from assuming that everything is okay. Mm-hmm. And we tend to do that because people will ask you the question, hey, how you doing? But then they don't stick around to really hear the real answer. It's just like right. a, um, a, just a, something to say in that yeah. mm-hmm. Um We really, first of all, as adults, have to start paying attention to what is really being said. And when I say that, I mean pay attention to what's not being said and what's being said. So we have mm. a generation, and we can just talk the truth right now. We have generations that are coming up behind us that have never set foot in the church, didn't yep. grow up in the church, don't belong to the church, and the world is is basically teaching them. Mm. Their friends are giving them the lessons of life on the street, in the school. Um, and on again, the Internet. And, oh my, and that's a whole other subject right there, what's happened on the Internet with the gaming systems, the games that are being put out, the videos that are being put out. Um, we have to pay attention to what's not being said mm-hmm. and stop brushing things off. We tend to brush things off because we have such busy lives. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I try to stop myself from doing is asking people how they're doing and then mm-hmm. expecting a quick answer, expect a quick answer so that we can go on to the next thing. No, it's time right. to stop. It's, it's time to be still. It's time to listen, especially to our young people who aren't raised in the way that we think in our minds they should have been raised because that's where we come from. Right. They're right. coming from a, a whole different world. So we have to learn that world. Mm-hmm. We can't expect mm-hmm. them to just adjust to our world, to adjust to how our church life is. To, we can't say, well, you know, trust God and everything's going to be all right. We're going to pray. They don't know about praying right. to a God who has got you over and over and over and over again. They don't know about that. So we have to be able to go to where they are 
Yes. We got to thank you, Tasha. Great. I, I really appreciated that answer. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Tell, tell us your, tell us your name, if you don't mind. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't do that. My name is Jambe Clinkscales, and as I said, I'm here in Snellville, Georgia, and Reverend Natasha Webb is uh, my niece that I'm so proud of. Awesome. Well, we thank you for sharing with us today. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. All right, listeners. Six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Uh, we have a few more minutes. Reverend Webb, tell us, uh, we we didn't give you a chance to give shout-outs, so I think Uncle is a perfect time to give shout-outs <laughs> <laughs> to your family, your friends, your inspirations. Uh, well, well, first of all, I have to say my inspiration comes first from God. Um, amen. Who continues to pour in me but also from my family who introduced me to God. As I said, I grew up in the church, so I just have to shout out to my family as we work through all that we work through in helping the healing process. Because as you know, no, no family is perfect. But the first thing we have to do is recognize, hey, this is what we have, and we're going to work through this together. And we have been doing that as a family for as long as I've been alive. So I just shout out to all of my family, my aunts and my uncles and my cousins, my support team, my my cousins right now, um, as well as the Amity Baptist Church here in South Jamaica and my home church, which is the Mount Horat Baptist Church in Corona. I have to say that here at Amity, being led by Reverend Jeffrey Sean Thompson and prior to that at Mount Horat, we were being led by Reverend Gilbert Pickett Sr., and I just thank God for my church family. I thank God for my blood family because they have intermingled. My church family is my blood family, and my blood family is a part of my church family. And I just thank God for all of them right now, for for the journeys that we have been on together to get where we are um, because we couldn't have done it without each other. Awesome. That is well said. And he said, no family is perfect. And that is so true. My aunt told me many years ago, all families are dysfunctional. So <laughs> you can, <laughs> listeners, you can take that how you want to take it. Uh, if you feel like I call your family dysfunctional, then hey, it is what it is. But, uh, well, you know what? Great. I have to say this. I have to tell you this because this is what we are always reminded of, either within the church. It's like there is no perfect church, and the That's minute true. you find yourself a perfect church, don't go in it because the minute you step into it, it's going to become imperfect, and it's the same with families. It's the That's same true. thing, and my motto has always been if every church was just like you, what kind of church would that be? And that has been my drive to do better and be better. Amen. And I, I believe it was Paul that said, having obtained help of the Lord, we continue until this day. Mm. So, yeah. so with, with our uh, dysfunction, I hope I quoted that right or I paraphrased it, but anyway, uh, with with the help of the Lord, we've continued with our dysfunction. Uh, but if we know that something isn't working right, we definitely need to seek help in that area. And seek not only help on a natural level, but seek deliverance on a spiritual 
level uh, because we do not want to continue to repeat vicious cycles. We want to tackle the issue at hand. So we thank thank God for uh, all of those. So as we conclude today, and um, there was another issue brought up about the young people today from our brother in Snellville, Georgia, and that is so true. This generation is a generation that hasn't had the opportunity of mom and dad taking them to church or grandma, grandpa, or aunt, uncle, neighbor of taking them to church. Church for this generation, and not in all places, but in many places, church is optional. God is optional. Mm -hmm. And uh, the statistics have shown that uh, these the people of this era are less likely to subscribe to any type of religion. So it's not that they don't just believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They don't believe in any God. And so when you are left with your life in your own hands without acknowledgement of God, that is a bad place to be. And so we have to do all we can to help those be made whole as you suggested on today. So and we have time, to go to meet them where they're at. Correct. You can't do it from in the church walls. You got to go meet them where they're at. Correct. Correct. And so that's where you have to make sure that our, our light is shining wherever we are, the bus, the train, at work, um, wherever you on are. On the corner. Just, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make sure that you're you're on point with your uh, and and ready to witness at any time. Well, time has gone by the hour, so we want to give you an opportunity to give your closing remarks. Also, shout out again our number six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Just in case you wanted to, you had a quick question or a quick shout out. Also, thank God again. I didn't course of names, the Locke family, the Burdell family, the Walker family, and the McCoy family. Uh, thank God for uh, you all listening in as well. All right, Reverend Natasha Webb, I want to be made whole. Wrap this up in your own way. And tell, <laughs> and tell our listeners, first of all, we need to tell our listeners how they can contact you because you are doing a great work and they need to invite you uh, to their particular platform. So tell our listeners how they can get in contact Amen. with you, first of all, and then you can give us your concluding words. I can be reached um, by email the most basic way. That's one faithful touch at gmail.com. I can be reached on Facebook and Messenger at N Tasha Webb, spelled N T O C H I A. And then WEBB, those are the two best ways to reach me. Um, I am currently, you know, doing workshops um, sporadically for short periods of time um, to work on mental wellness and looking at ourselves, which has become so important. And I'm going to say this in closing, until we can work on ourselves, we can't help anybody else. Until we put that mask over our face for the oxygen, like when we're on the plane, we are not going to be any good to anybody else. So as our Lord and Savior has given us example after example, 
of going to find peace, going to meditate, going to pray, we have to take that time for ourselves to bring that healing. And then as we're remembering the words that Paul said, now may the God of peace, we have a God of peace, that peace comes within us. May that God of peace himself sanctify each and every one of you completely and make your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is my prayer for each and every person that is out there listening right now, that you find peace, that you admit that you want to be made whole, and go forth and do so with the power of the Holy Spirit. Awesome. That is a great way to end that. And I believe we are going to, after you pray, we are going to conclude with uh, uh, Marvin Sapp, Perfect Peace. And that is a, that, that's an awesome note to end on in peace. And we live in a tech age of technology. And so I did say something earlier, and I just want to make sure I'm specific about this because as preachers, you have to be on point because while you're in the pulpit preaching, there's somebody in the audience Googling or checking oh, yeah. oh, what yeah. you are saying. <laughs> so Acts 26 <laughs> and 22, those of you that were Googling me, Acts 26 and 22 says, Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. So that is the correct. Write it down. Amen. And 22, add that to your study time. Again, Reverend Natasha Webb, we thank you for sharing with us on this Saturday afternoon. We want our listeners to know if you perhaps missed any part of this awesome ministry moment, I want to be made whole immediately concluding this episode you can go back and listen on block talk radio in addition we are on apple itunes spotify and google play we're here every saturday from 1 p.m until 2 p.m eastern time as the lord continues to lead us and guide us and bless us so at this time reverend natasha webb is going to give us our closing prayer. Amen. Amen. God, we just come before you right now saying thank you. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for the wisdom that you have left for us to know that we can always come to you and trust in you, oh God, for that healing power. But God, remind us on a regular basis as it is needed, as you are lifting us up, as you are guiding us, remind us that you have called us to go forth to preach and teach and share the gospel with others. And your gospel message is about that light that shines in the midst of dark. Be that light right now. Imparting us what we need to help drive out impure spirits, to heal every disease and sickness to even raise the dead, cleanse souls with leprosy, drive out demons, whatever it may be that is called healing, let us be that for you, O oh God. Imparting us your spirit, imparting us your power, 
impart in us your holy boldness to go forth in this world to heal, but first say, I want to be made whole so that we might serve your, serve you, O oh God, serve your kingdom, God, serve your people, and be your church, God. Just be with us right now. Be with this broadcast as it goes forth in the name of Jesus. Be with each and every person that is on this line as we strive to be made whole. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you. Perfect peace.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.